Greetings and welcome to the Trauma and Social Work Podcast. Thank you for listening to Season 2. You are listening to Tanya Octave, Licensed Clinical Social Worker. My goal is to provide education, resources, suggested practices, and understand more about the aspects of trauma and social work. This podcast is for you because we are all impacted by trauma. I am your host. Go grab your notepad, pen, or pencil, a warm cup of tea, and let's get down to business. This season is to focus on the voices of others impacted by trauma. Although I may speak on behalf of others with their permission, this is still their voice. You will hear from social workers, parents, families, children, teenagers, clinicians, and just so much more. You will hear from all people, regardless of their heritage, ethnic background, gender or sexuality, identification, social economic status, and much more. Let's take a deep, profound listening to all voices. podcast is not intended for medical, psychological, mental health, or legal advice. You should seek out a professional for individual and specific questions regarding your overall wellness. If you are experiencing a mental health crisis, call 911 or go to the nearest emergency room. I am wrapping things up today for season two. It has been a pleasant journey with you in all the ways you chose to participate. Some of you may just listen. Some of you may listen a few times, just really trying to grasp and understand some of these concepts. Some of you may have chosen to add comments or contact me directly for feedback or more questions. And whatever way you chose to participate, thank you. Over the past months, we have listened to a few voices. You were able to hear from social workers about their experiences. Thank you, Julie, Maria, Gio, Joan, and Q. You were able to hear from a young person and a parent. Thank you, Jacob. Thank you, Neff. Thank you all for being strong and willing to share parts of your story with us. I also, with permission, shared a few other voices using my voice as a way to communicate some of these compelling and complicated issues. I looked at relationships, particularly relationships between parents and their children, to see there are so many perspectives, so many voices, so many ways to think, feel, and behave. So I give you permission to go through life figuring out things for yourself, to learn how to think for yourself, to learn ways to fill your emotions and how they can guide you towards something meaningful. I shared some of the complicated interactions between mothers and their daughters and sons. The dynamics that go into these relationships considering the challenges and strengths. I shared with you stories about Albert. 
I did my best to communicate how he saw his role as a father, both to his daughter and his oldest son. I shared a letter written to Albert from his daughter when she entered college and some ideas also about his son Junior's experience. An excellent way to end the season is to add my voice. If you haven't already suspected this, Albert was my father. I was the young girl who entered college having all sorts of pain in my relationships with my father. Then I chose to write him a letter. I always remembered the letter in the back of my mind because it was relatively healing for me. However, I didn't quite understand the impact the letter may have had on my father, Albert. You see, the letter is what brought my father back to me. Now this may not happen in the same way for everyone, but this is just how it played out for me. Around 2016, 2017, my father decided to no longer get medical treatment for his prostate cancer. He explained he took enough of the chemo and his doctor said that there was not much else other than a blood transfusion. He didn't want the blood transfusion because he felt, well, he was just prolonging something that would, and would occur naturally. He wanted to be pain-free and die in a way that was meaningful and provided significance for him. So, in support of his decision, I took time off from work to care for him while on hospice. This entire journey was incredible, filled with thoughts, feelings, experiences, sensations, fears, worries, and so much more. Yet, in this journey, while bored, sitting in the house that I knew, I got nosy and I started to look around. I began to look through all sorts of paperwork. Then I found it. I found the letter I had written as a teenager. I sat down and started to read and boy, did I cry. I cried when I saw the letter. I cried when I touched it. I cried when I read it and reread it. This was so much going on for me. My original conscious thoughts were, this is awful grammar. There were so many misspelled words. I had used terrible language. I thought, I'm an awful person. How could I write something so mean, so harsh? I did a lot of self-blame, self-ridicule, and questioned my own level of compassion. I had thoughts of how painful this must have been for my father to read. A man who had done so much for me over his lifetime, how could I write this? I was also surprised he even kept the letter, along with some other gifts that I have found. The letter was a way for me to remember who I was at that time in my life, because I did forget. So I put the judgment aside and I deeply reflected on what this all meant.
as time has passed and I have allowed the grieving process to happen, especially with my father's transition back to God, here are some things that I've learned about relationships over the years. Parents can teach us some things. We don't know all the lessons. We don't understand the whys. We experience the relationship in all sorts of ways. We think one thing one moment and the next moment we think something different. And reflection as a child, you can probably relate to this in some manner. Some moments as a child, you may have felt not being lovable enough. You may have some unrecognizable pain. One way young people communicate feelings to their parents is not through words, but through their behaviors. You see, I wanted my father to feel the pain of rejection, the shame of believing I was not lovable enough or good enough. So the pain in my letter was a way to get his attention. For my dad to feel what I was feeling, the manner in which I was seeking to have him back in my life. I didn't call and verbalize to him, I'm sorry that I needed him as a dad. I wanted him to feel the pain that I did. As a young person, I didn't know how to say I was hurt, that I wanted a better relationship with my father. I learned to yell and scream it through these harsh words and behaviors. My father taught me many things, particularly about myself. I was a child who experienced a loss which was holding on and had been holding on to this emotional pain since sixth grade. My dad taught me how to release these emotions. So you see, I didn't have to understand all the whys in my childhood. I suspect this is why therapy is essential. It helps you to better understand yourself. And this guides us to understanding and answering some of those why questions. Two, children will teach you things about yourself that maybe your parents skipped. I think it is important to note that when I say children, it does include biological kids, but there are so many other forms of interactions that occur between adults and young people and kids, and that is meaningful. It is about the relationship that you hold close, where there is some sort of intimate connection, and that some of the underlying purpose is to help you work through some stuff. For example, children will teach you patience. Some of us adults continue to forget this, so we need constant reminders. When we interact with younger children, they are energized, silly, active, have less filters in their communication, and emotionally expressive. When we interact with teenagers, we seem to forget that their rebelliousness, self-discovering their meaning in the world, 
freedom to speak up and to have a voice, their ability to express themselves creatively. This is a strength. When we interact with young adults, we do forget their brains are not fully developed until 25 years of age. And the last part to develop is reasoning, the ability to think first and act later. Parents who learn patience early with their children struggle less. Parents who need reminders struggle a little more. Parents who are unwilling to look at themselves and constantly focus on their child struggle, struggle substantially more. Parents, listen to your kids, not their words, but the manner they communicate. Work on your patience so that these gifts your children bring to the relationships are gifts, opportunities for you to change and grow. As a clinician, I am unique in how I communicate and connect with others. For me, therapy is a way to help and to let the unknown be known. It moves one more towards understanding if they're willing and open to change. If not, that's okay. Therapy is a place to learn skills to support the relationships you have. On your journey, you may not be ready for change, but you may be prepared to learn some simple things to help improve your mental wellness. On the other hand, you may be grieving, angered, lonely, frustrated, worried, anxious, saddened, and just maybe lost in life. Therapy is still beneficial. Life has many opportunities for us. Unfortunately, we sometimes just don't have enough energy to sit in our stuff. That is okay, because you begin where you are at in this moment. Just a reminder, I will not produce any material in December 2021. These are opportunities for you to listen, re-listen to prior episodes if you choose. These are also opportunities to reach out to me for maybe more specific questions and ideas about future content. These are opportunities for you to look at your own mental wellness plan I haven't decided what season three will bring. I am still in reflection and meditation about my next steps. I do want to inform you, I have my book that will be coming out. The first draft has been completed. And my intention is to walk you through the Octaves Method, some simple strategies to guide you towards mental wellness and healing the mind. listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, please share it with others. Like below and subscribe to my channel. I will end by saying the keys to happiness are following the path towards knowing oneself. Ancient comedic proverbs.